Om Sam Saraswati Namaha. Namaste. On page 139 of the Hanuman Puja, uh, we're going to take a new sankalpa, and I see here this uh, sankalpa is the sankalpa for the establishment of the flag and the food offering, except in the Sanskrit it includes another sankalpa for the whole one. Uh, so the title is a little bit, it can be expanded a little bit to say establishment of the flag and the food in the home, rather than just the flag and the food. Uh, so you take a flower and you put it in your left hand, just like a regular sun cope, and you take some tulsi patta and you take a few grains of rice and you take a few grains of, of uh, sesame seeds and a few grains of mustard seeds and a little bit of perfume and you take three drops of water and you pour it on it after saying Vishnu Om Pat Sat. Put your spoon down, cover it with your right hand, and place your right hand over the flower and finish reciting this verse with the appropriate names added. And today is Bhadramasi Krishna Pakshe Shastam Tita. Hmm? Close enough. Shastam Nastam. Ashtam. And then you say, Om, the consciousness which pervades all, Om Tat Sat, that is truth. Presently, da -dum, da -dum, on the planet Earth, the country of America, the state of confusion, the city of Napa, in the temple of Devi Mandir, and this is Bhadramasi, the month of Bhadra, in the dark fortnight, and it's the eighth day, and you're the, the name of the Sadhu family is Satyananda, and three, your name, or my name, or mom and me and you, and, or anybody's name who you want to include in the puja, is performing the worship for the satisfaction of Hanuman. And the five deities, by establishing this flag, offering this food, and making sacrificial offerings to the sacred fire. And you give the flower. And then now we're going to praise the flag. This is the Narayan Dwaj. This is the flag of Vishnu. This is the flag, uh, uh, well, it's the flag we're going to offer to Hanuman. Oh flag, overthrower of enemies, oh great warrior upon which the king of birds resides. So we've got a guru that uh, is on the emblem on the flag. The flag is the battle flag. We're marching into battle. This is the bird of brilliant uh, luster whose luminosity pervades the three worlds. He's the golden eagle, which is the conveyance of Vishnu. Oh, humble demeanor of foes, <laughs> you rub all the foes into the dust, you, you make them less. This is the emblem of consciousness. This is Narayan Dwaj. Uh, oh, yeah, it is Narayan Dwaj. Uh, you save Kashyap from death by snakes, by the conveyance of Vishnu. Uh, uh, and you banish all hatred, and you resound with glad tidings of the gods. Uh, and uh, from death by snakes, uh, Kashyap was uh, uh, surrounded by snakes. Uh, uh, actually, we're talking about uh, 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 Kashyap uh, in the form of the Nag Posh had bound uh, the illuminator of light, which is the name of Ram and Lakshman. And Hanuman went and called Garud, the eagle, and said, you're the only one who can break the, the you can chase the snakes away. So it, this Kashyap here, this usage of Kashyap refers to the illuminator, that's Raghupati, the Lord of Light. That's Ram and Lakshman were both bound by the snakes. And uh, the, uh, you, uh, Hanuman went and brought uh, Garud, and Garud came and he uh, bit the snakes, and the snakes ran away, because <laughs> their only fear was the eagle. Uh, resound with the glad tidings of the gods. O Garud, supported upon the air, establish your presence here. As a warrior drawn by horses with defensive armor, you protect 
by burning all limitations. So here's his luminous light, it's radiant light, burning all limitations. Uh, he comes uh, flying through the air, he's born upon the air, flying like a golden eagle, like uh, as a warrior in a chariot drawn by horses, covered by armor, he's ready for battle. Om, we bow to the flag, we just described the flag, and we described the emblem upon the flag, and we're bowing to the flag, and now we're gonna bathe the flag. The flag is our deity, why not? Narayan Dwaj, we're gonna, God is everywhere, it's all divine. We'll bathe the flag. Gangecha Jamani Chema. Oh, please accept the waters from the Ganges, Jamana, Golavari, Saraswati, Namidas, Indu, and Kaveri, which have been provided for your bath. With this offering of bath waters, Om, we bow to the flag. And now we'll tie a cloth around it. Usually we put a little bow around it or uh, some kind of a cloth. Om to take away the cold and the wind and to fully protect your modesty. We adorn your body with this cloth and thereby find the greatest of peace. Shanti With this offering of wearing apparel, we om, we bow to the flag. We'll give it a tilak of some sindur. Om, this red colored powder indicates love, who drives the chariot of the light of wisdom. Yet the only way you can bring the light of wisdom, the sun, is his chariot rides before him, and that's universal love without attachment. So love brings the light of wisdom and the warmth of devotion. And that's how we cultivate our relationship with, with all that is divine. Surya comes on a chariot driven by love. And love is driving the chariot of the light of wisdom with which we are worshiping our Lord. If you don't got the light, you don't got nothing. If you don't have, how do you worship without the light of wisdom and the warmth of devotion? Without the love which brings that light. Om, please be pleased, O great seer of all, with this offering of red colored powder. Om, we bow to the flag. Oh, now some kumkum. Oh, you are be being adorned with this divine red powder which is made more beautiful by the love we share with you and is so pleasing, oh Lord. When we present this red powder, be pleased, oh supreme ruler of all, with us offering a red colored powder, oh, we bow to the flag. So you've got the shindur and you've got the kumkum. They're both red powders, but they're a little bit different. A shindur is made out of uh, um, uh, oh, what do you call it? Lack. It, it's uh, uh, the 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 uh, process. It, it's got some mercury it, it, mixed with lack, and it makes this bright vermilion red powder with which we adorn uh, the, the uh, our deity, which we show our love. And kumkum is usually uh, made of a beer. And a beer is, uh, mm, that's more of a vegetable substance uh, which is ground into a red colored paste. So that we make a distinction between the kumkum that we're offering and the sindur that we're offering, two separate substances, or you could offer the same red powder twice if you don't have an, the difference. Mm -hmm. We do. We do not. I do. I don't. <laughs> I have one diba for kumkum and one diba for sindur. And you, now some sandal paste, ah, so cooling and refreshing, pure white. Shweta Padmasana Devi, Shweta Chandana Charchita, Shweta Vinadarasubra, Shweta Alankarbushita. It's just pure white and cooling and soothing. You are being adorned with this beautiful divine piece of sandalwood ground to a paste which is so pleasing. Please accept this offering of sandal paste. Om Supreme Sovereign of all the gods with this offering of sandal paste. Om, we bow to the flag. Can you imagine a flag just became the supreme sovereign of all the gods? Everything's divine. There's only one God in creation. And now we're worshiping that God as a flag. <laughs> you can worship anything you want. 
because everything is divine. Wherever you focus your divine attention, there divinity resides. There is no place where she is not. Now we're going to give some turmeric. And oh Lord, you are being gratified by this turmeric, this the giver of comfort and beauty. When you are worshipped like this, then you must bestow upon us the greatest peace. Atahashanti prakachane. Oh, with the offering of turmeric, oh, we bow to the flag. Various flowers such as Malika and others of excellent scent are being offered to you, our Lord. All these flowers have come from the devotion of our hearts for your worship. Be pleased to accept them. Om, we bow to the flag and surrender this flower. Pushpam samarpayami. Thank you, Pushpa. Om, Pushpam samarpayami. Samarpanam. I am offering my own self in equilibrium, in the perfection of equilibrium, along with this Pushpa, along with this flower, along with. All of my offerings, I am offering myself in equilibrium, in perfect balance. It's my privilege to give to you. <laughs> With, we bow to the flag and surrender this flower. Remember, surrender in English means something totally opposite from what it means in Sanskrit. Surrender in English is the last thing I want to do when I got a, my back against the wall and a gun to my head. I said, stop. I surrender. I put myself upon your mercy. I give myself totally to surrender to whatever you're going to do to me. And I know it's going to be bad, but I have no choice. In Sanskrit, surrender means the first thing I try to do in every puja is offer myself in perfect equilibrium, perfect balance. And from my center, I give my balance my equilibrium, my poise, my all, sarvashwa, I give to you. Pushpam samarpayami. And now we're going to give a stuti, a little stotram, a little song. We're going to sing some mantras. The enjoyers of ablations, the finders of the wealth, the relievers from sufferings, emancipation, devotion, devotion and the great rishis, Serpents, ethereal beings, celestial musicians, attendants to wealth, elements of existence. The great entourage of Shiva with the twelve sons of the light. That's Oditi's sons, the twelve gods of the, of the Vedas. Uh, who illuminate all existence accompanied by all the mothers. That's all the matrikas, all the letters, all the Sanskrit, all the nine durgas, all the nine forms of wealth, the eight siddhis, the eight mothers, the eight shaktis, all the mothers, the general of the army, Skanda, that's Kartike. Pranam, nice to have you in our puja. And Maruna too, all take refuge in you. Quickly slay all limitations. O kings, be victorious. Moving towards union, receive with reverence the whole of life. And exclude no one. Receive with reverence the whole of life. Everything that lives. All pran. All prani. All praja. All beings born. That is the worship of Prajapati. The Lord of all beings born is pleased when we receive with reverence all beings born. For those who surrender the multitude, the multitude becomes a pure white. And the demons of time are slain in the battle, in the battle in the three worlds. Remember the sounds of the encounter in the battles with Hiranyakashipu, 
the demon king that was Hiranyaksha's, uh, he was the, uh, Hiranyakashipu was the brother of Hiranyaksha, and he was the father of Prahlad, uh, who persecuted his own son because of his love for Vishnu. Who He sits on golden cushion. Well, it's almost golden. <laughs> Meaning he who exalts his own self. And in the battles between the gods and the Asuras, wherein the multitude shine, blue, red, and white was seen on the banner as that which was inimical was destroyed. So, he's got red and white and blue, and his name is Shiva. And blue, red, and white was seen on the banner as that which was inimical was destroyed. So when we destroyed all the enemies, we saw Shiva was there on the banner. Oh, we bowed the flag. Now let's offer something to eat, according to our sankalpa. Time to eat. I didn't get this way without eating. This ever-present platter containing varieties of the purest offerings of food we are presenting to the Lord of Gods to cause all satisfaction most excellent and transcendental. Uh, I'm not just asking for food for my belly, although that's fun too. I want food which is nourishing for my transcendental self. Om Goddess, who is full, complete, and perfect with food and grains, Annapurna, always full, complete, and perfect, the strength of the life force of Shiva, the cause of peace, Shankara Prana Balabe. She is the, the ball of the prana of Shankar. She is the ball, the strength of the prana, the life force of Shankar, the cause of peace, which is the name of Shiva. Shankara Pranabhalabe, for the attainment of perfection in wisdom and renunciation. This is why I want to eat, so I can attain to perfection in wisdom and renunciation. Otherwise, I would prefer not to eat. <laughs> Please give us offerings, we bow down to you. Our mother is the goddess Parvati. And our father is the supreme lord, Maheshwara. The devotees of Shiva are my family. <laughs> and the three worlds is my country. Where do you come from? The three worlds. <laughs> the gross body, the subtle body, the causal body, the earth, the atmosphere, and the heavens. I come from the three worlds. Om Hung Hanumate, Rudrat Makaya, Hum Pak Swaha, Bog Naivedyam Samarpayami. I offer myself along with this food in perfect equilibrium, in perfect balance. I go. This mantra can offer that flag to Changi also? Yes, you could offer uh, Changi Dvaj. Huh. These are mantras for the flag, they are not mantras for Hanuman. So then these mantras are good for every flag you want to offer in every puja. Now there's, there are many different flag pujas, and there is a puja where we offer ten flags to Chandi, uh, and we put one in every direction. And there's another one where we just say, Chandi Moki, Jai, Jai, Jai! And, and offer one flag three times for every chapter. There's a, I mean, there are lots of flag pujas. In fact, when I was in my other form as a worker for Caltrans, uh, I have the, still have the, uh, the uniform, and, and I used to be the flag man. <laughs> So I would raise the flag every time a car would come down the road. I'd raise the flag and I'd say, Narayan Dwaj Kijay! Stop! <laughs> uh, 
And now I'm going to give some drinking water. Oh, Lord of all the gods and fullness of infinite bliss, please accept this excellent drinking water with this offering of drinking water. Oh, we bow to the highest principle, to Hanuman, the manifestation of the reliever of sufferings. Cut the ego, purify. I am one with. Well, I hope you're comfortably composed because now we're going to worship the nine planets. Om Chibakusuma Sankasham Kashyapiyama Kadudim. Om crimson red like a hibiscus flower, the great light shines onto the earth, removing all the darkness and eradicating sin, confusion, stupidity, all the other stuff, all the negativities you don't look at. He illuminates everything and burns all the impurities away. Surya is the light of wisdom and the warmth of devotion. And with your devotion to the light of wisdom, all impurities, all ignorance, Please remember the story of, of darkness who went to the Lord and said, why is the sun always chasing me? And the Lord said, that's not fair. I'll call and ask the sun. And he called the sun and the sun said, well, what do you mean I'm chasing darkness? I never saw darkness. You bring darkness to me and show him to me and I promise I will not chase him away. And with that understanding, we worship the sun, the light of wisdom, the warmth of devotion. Oh, we bow to the sun, the light of wisdom, dispeller of ignorance. Now, Chandra is the moon, and Chandra is the moon of devotion. He illuminates the night. He is the light in our darkness. Creamy white like a container of curd or yogurt. And most pleasing, the moon is born from the churning of the milk ocean. We bow down to the effulgent emblem of devotion, which is an ornament on the crown of Lord Shiva. Om, we bow to the moon, the emblem of devotion. So if the sun is the light of wisdom, he's like the ocean, he's like the Paramatma. He's often in the, in the Rudra Stadhyay, in the fourth chapter, we call him, he is Shiva. He is the infinite ocean of consciousness and illumination, the light of wisdom. The moon is like the yogurt to, to, the, to the milk. If the milk is infinite consciousness, the moon is individual consciousness, which is like the yogurt. It's congealed into a form and it has a container and there's a container of consciousness. So we've got the moon, which is devotion, and the sun, which is illumination or wisdom. And now we, we want to worship Manga. And Mars is the supporting the womb of all existence. Mars shines forth with the radiance of beauty enhanced by love. Kantananda Namaste. He, he, he's got that Kantabhav. He's, he's full of that beauty enhanced by love. The sun wielding energy in his hand. We bow down to Mars, the bearer of welfare. We bow down to Mars, the bearer of welfare. Oh, we bow down to Mars, to Mungo, the bearer of welfare. He gives us the strength and the fortitude, the protection, the, the uh, direction, the, uh, the capacity to make manifest our sankalpa. And now we bow to Buddha. Mercury, he's the communicator of the gods, oh, whose beloved body is dark like darkness, whose image is like the form of intelligence, whose qualities are most beautiful to that Mercury emblem of intelligence, Buddh. We bow down in devotion, oh, we bow to Mercury, the emblem of intelligence. So now we've got the sun and the moon and Mongol and Buddha. We've got, we've got the light of wisdom, the, the individual uh, form of devotion. We've got uh, uh, the, the fortitude, the courage, the strength, uh, the, the capacity to pursue our objectives. And we, now we have the intelligence with which to make the plan. And now the next step is Brihaspati, the guru of the gods. The guru of the gods and also the rishis, that's our guru. 
who is like the highest wealth, who is the most intelligent of all beings, to that Jupiter, Brihaspati, Jupiter, guru of the gods, we bow down in devotion, Om, we bow to the guru of the gods, and now we have the, 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 the direction, the consultation, the admonition, the example, who's going to show us and give us good knowledge so that we can pursue with strength and fortitude and intelligence the devotion to our light. And now here comes Shukra, uh, Shukra is Venus. And we, like sandal and jasmine that have been crushed, the foremost guru of the forces of duality who expounds the, the scriptures. You know, when you crush sandal and uh, jasmine, you get such a fragrance. Sugandhi pushpambardhanam. You get that exuding fragrance. Venus, of course, uh, Om, who expounds all the scriptures to that descendant of Brigu. Shukra was the, the, the son of, of Brigu. Brigu Muni's son was Shukracharya. Uh, Om, we bow down to Venus, the emblem of love and attachment. Now I'm forced to pay attention because I'm in love. And I really want that objective because I'm, I, I love it. I'm attached to its outcome. I'm going to pursue that which I love. And now we're going to worship Shani. Looking like a blue cloud, the son of the sun. He is the foremost of those who control Saturn. He can even put his shadow over the glorious sun. <laughs> to that Saturn, the emblem of control, we bow down in devotion. Only oh, bow to Saturn, the emblem of control, and he creates the discipline by which we express our love and our attachment by taking the example of the guru and communicating it with the intelligence of, of, and the force of Mongol and the, the, the devotion of Chandra so that we express and illuminate the light of wisdom. Do you see these nine planets all working together, creating a harmonious universe? inside and out. And as we study our astrology, we'll study in this way so that we understand the harmony of the universe. Not just the divisions of the universe, but how do you harmonize all of the planets inside and out. Now we're going to talk to Rahu. The great warrior divides even the sun and the moon in half. He is born from the womb of Simika, and we bow down to the in devotion to the North Node who commands direction. Oh, we bow down to the North Node who commands direction, and he is the commander. He, pu he, he pulls us uh, in the direction that we want to go. He gives us that force that we go in the direction we want to go, and uh, he is the, the, uh, the force of attraction, that Akarshan Shakti. That makes us like the magnetic forces of the polar forces, the North Pole and the South Pole. They kind of pull us apart. Well, Rahu pulls us towards our goal, and Ketu pulls us towards the world. Uh, simika, uh, there are a few Simikas in the in, in scriptures. Uh, we have Simika, who was the, the wife of the king of Assam. Uh, and she was uh, uh, the mother of Alad, uh, who was the brother of Prahlad. And Alad uh, was chosen to become the successor to Hiranyakashipu, uh, or Hiranyakashipu after his death by Vishnu. And Alad said, oh no, Prahlad will be the better choice. And he gave up his throne to his younger cousin. So he was the son of Simhika. She was the sister of Hiranyakashipu and the wife of the king of Asham. What was his name? Birendra. <laughs> Red like a polished flower, 
who makes the starry-eyed constellation descent. He is terrible and awesome to see. We bow down in devotion to the south node who presents obstacles. He pulls us in the opposite direction. So if Rahu pulls us north, Ketu pulls us south, Rahu pulls us towards our goals, Ketu pulls us away to the world. He says, oh, well, you don't have to work tonight. You Let's go out and party. <laughs> uh, so he presents obstacles, and the biggest obstacle is to forget your goal and go out and party. I mean, it's not wrong to party as long as you're partying in celebration of having achieved the goal. I mean, that's a good time to party. But if you say, all right, now you don't have to pursue your goal. Take a little break and let's go out and forget the goal and party. That's Ketu. He pulls us away from where we want to go. Oh, now we're, we've got the task of putting all of existence into harmony. I mean, we are not only astrologers, but we're those affected by the astrology. And we're going to say, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva always contemplate the sun, the moon, the earth, Mercury, Jupiter, Venus, Saturn, the north, and south nodes. May all the constellations remain in peace. Sarvegraha Shantikara Bhavatu. Om, we bow to the nine planets. Om Sam Sarasvati Namaha. Let's pause for a little bit uh, and uh, we'll see if there are any questions. Now before we take questions, I want to go on record as saying this is not the class on astrology, but you can <laughs> see how the nine planets affect our lives. And there's a positive bhavana, as with everything, there's a positive attitude and there's a negative attitude. And we've just worshipped the nine planets in their most positive attitudes. When we can put all of the positives, uh, uh, attach all the positive attitudes towards the nine planets and put them all in a harmony, we receive progress. And if we say, oh, my Rahu's out of alignment, and my, I'm being perplexed by Shani, and my, oh, my Graha is coming, and then you're only looking at one aspect of the heavens. And our lives are in the center of all the forces of attraction and repulsion. And each one of these forces is pulling on us, pushing on us, and leaning on us, and causing us to react in various ways. And I want to remind you all that when the moon is full, the tides rise. And you know that scientifically, that there's a relationship between the waters of the earth and the, the phases of the moon. And if you can understand that, the oceans are reacting to the phases of the moons. Do you know this body is 90% water? Wouldn't that react to the phases of the moon as well? And now we can see scientifically that there must be some relationship between me and the rest of the universe. And our challenge is to explore this relationship and see how do I put myself into a center from which I do not move, no matter whether the planets retrograde or go forward, or there's a graha, or there's not a graha, or there's some, any planet gets out of alignment, it doesn't change my life. So in the 12th chapter of the Chandipat, it says specifically, this Chandi recitation will diffuse all of the effects of the various planets as they move through the skies. You will, whoever has the Chandi in his or her heart, they will be free from the effects of the planet. It annihilates the evil of evildoers. If the bad dream becomes a good dream, and all the planets come into harmony. That being said, this is a form of worship for all nine planets. We'll go deeper and deeper into the meanings of the planets and the effects of the planets as we cultivate more and more of our astrology section of our, of our uh, website. 
So we will have classes on astrology as well. And part of the astrology will be the palmistry. So you can see the planets in your hands. Uh, and so you can see them in a chart. And so you can see them in the heavens. And so you can see them in your personality. You can tell which, from which area of influence am I responding to these circumstances. And now I know how do I want to control myself, contain myself, put myself in harmony and balance so that I respond in the correct way to the appropriate circumstance. That's called wisdom. Let's see if there are any questions. We have a question from Vivekananda. Namaste, Vivek. <laughs> Namaste. I don't understand worshiping, uh, worshiping a slash offering a flag. I know everything is God in a Vedantic sense, but why a flag here and not a shoe or a table or something else? Absolutely worship the shoe. Paduka Samar Bayhami. Does the flag embody victory? Yes, it does. And it's the emblem uh, with which every army marches to battle. And it, <laughs> yes, Mother has the, the, the trumpets blaring already. Every army marches to battle with a flag upon the emblem, upon which resides an emblem representing the qualities and the values of that nation. And uh, on the flag that we're offering to Hanuman, it's Narayan's dwudge. It's Narayan's flag. So uh, we have the flag on which Garud is the blessing of the illumination of the supreme eagle. So, yes, you can worship a with a shoe. You offer Paduka. You can worship with a flag. You offer the emblem of victory. You can worship with flowers, with Patram pushpam toyam palam. You may bhakti You offer him a leaf. You offer him a flower. You offer some water. You offer a piece of fruit. You offer your own self. God will be pleased. We have a question from Nanda. Namaste, Nanda Ma. Pranam. Is the flag a specific color and size? Also, does it have four edges or three edges? Or does it even matter? You can make your own flag. It's your dwaj. Uh, this particular Narayan dwaj, uh, it doesn't have a particular description for us to see. Uh, so you can sew it a flag any way you want to. Uh, this flag uh, has, the, has Garud on it. So it has a dark background with a golden eagle. That you can sew. But Pataka, they have different colors. For the different, the, the ten flags that we plant in the ten directions have a different color according to the, the description in the dhyanam of the flag. And that you will get in the Durgarshana Padoti, and I have not translated that into English. But I will. If you free me from the other tasks of the Devi Mandir, I would gladly translate that into English. It's really a fun puja. There are all kinds of offerings. Uh, Bibek, you can offer rainwater and, and uh, uh, tap water and river water and ocean water. And I mean, they just give you so many baths. There are like 20 baths that you can take just with different kinds of water. Uh, not like we do, we, we put it all in the Gangi Chajamana Cheva and we offer one bath. They offer different baths for, and each one has its own mantra and each one has, but if you want to spend your time going out to the different sources and gathering all the waters, it, you'll probably only get to do the puja once in your lifetime. <laughs> we have a question from Sadhana Shakti. Namaste Sadhana Shakti. Pranam, I have heard that Shani can come in the form of a crow. Can you talk about this, please? He can't. He's an old crow from time to time. Uh, 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 the, the greatest example was uh, uh, his incarnation. Uh, we have, the, of course, the crow of Kak Bushundi. Uh, and Bushundi, uh, was, uh, uh, he became a wise crow. Uh, actually, he, uh, he was the, uh, the, the uh, disciple of Lomash Muni. And he was always talking back to his uh, teacher. He was always disrespectful. 
this disciple was so ungrateful and so disrespectful that he, he and the guru kept saying, hey, my disciple, please don't behave like this. This is not appropriate. You can't really learn without respect. You must demonstrate your respect and your sense of privilege to become a disciple. Now, this disciple was cursed by Shani. Uh, that he would be uh, uh, always uh, uh, out of his discipline, out of, uh, out of control. And so Shani gave him the curse and he became out of control. Shiva said, the disrespect to a guru is disrespect to Shiva and your guru can, can forgive you, but I will not. Remember the mantra that says, if Shiva is angry, the guru can save, but if the guru is angry, nobody can. Well, Shiva got angry, and he said, I curse this worthless disciple, you will become a crow, you'll become a snake, you'll become a, a, a thousand births in the lowest form of creation. And the guru sang the Rudrashtakam. Nama Misha Mishana Nirvana Rupam. And Shiva said, I like your song. I'm very pleased. Huh? In fact, if you stop singing, I'll give you the boom. <laughs> Something like that. So then the guru shut up. And Shiva said, Because of your devotion, no matter what form of life, what form of birth that disciple takes, I give him a blessing, he will always remember the name of Ram. Well, Kakbushundi became the witness to the history of Ram. And he told his story to Garut. And Garut told the story to Ganesh. And Ganesh wrote it down and gave it to Saraswati for editing. And they passed it to Adachananda to be posted on the website. And Pushma came and everybody made it pure and clean. And then they put it on the website. And that was how we got the Ramayana. So I abjure you all, please go to Sriman.org. And you'll see how Shani's curse of Lomash Muni's disciple gave us Kakbushundi, who gave us the Ramayana. We have a question from Kamala. Yes, Kamala Ma. Namaste. In your experience, is there any difference in the benefits between calling on the energy of the nine planets in a puja or doing a fire ceremony with the mantras of the nine planets? Yes, there is a difference. Everything that we offer in the fire ceremony is amplified. It's, it, it becomes more luminous and more, more powerful. However, before we are authorized to perform the fire ceremony, we must learn how to offer in the puja. And then we offer in the puja, and then we offer in the fire ceremony. So before you do this fire ceremony, you'll do the, the, the cosmic puja. And then you will do the chandipa. And then you can do Agni Avahong. And then you'll do the chandi home. And then you can do the Upasangar Puja separately, and that makes a Padhoti of, 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 of Puja Padhoti. Now, we've uh, made it, uh, we've slimmed it down a little bit for our purposes in America, where we have so many functions to perform in between and to get ready, and with just a few of us trying to run a temple that is meant for a lot of people to participate, uh, we've had to cut it down to a size that fits our purposes. But it, when I was a sadhu in India, the Chandi Yagya Padoti took about 14 hours because it meant that I had to do the Samasthi Upashana in the morning and sing the Chandipat along with the, with the Samasthi Upashana and then I could do Agni Avahon and sing the Chandihon. And then I had to do the Upasangar Puja and then I could do the evening Puja and Arati and thereafter I was entitled to Prashad. 
So that was the Padoti. I, I suggest that you read uh, the book uh, called Pronunciation and the Chandi Samput, uh, which gives various forms of Padoti. And if you ever give me the time to translate the entire Durgarchana Padoti, I would love to show you what a real Padoti looks like, not Sankshipta Padoti or abbreviated Padoti like we've made it for Western consumption. Yes, please. We have a question from Sharanya. Namaste, Sharanya. Namaste. There seem to be many references to Lord Hanuman being victorious against all manner of demons. How can Hanuman help us not only to slay our outer demons, but also to defeat our inner demons, those vasanas which keep us from fully connecting with the divine? Sharanya, if you will accept Hanuman as the guru, and you reflect his example in your life, that purity, that clarity, that devotion to service of God and Guru, that focus on wisdom and clarity, that focus on being the perfect representative of Ra, that, then you become free from fear, you become free from all of those negative qualities of egotism and attachment. And that's the process. That's the process that I understand from reading the text. It's the process through which I've had some experiences in my own life. That the greater and greater was my devotion to the gods and goddesses, the, the less and less I had to deal with the impro improprieties and iniquities and negativities of this ego and all these attachments. It was just less that I had to deal with on a worldly level. All I was concerned with at that time was how do I get enough, sufficient puja shamagri in order to make the next form of worship. That was my only concern. I wasn't thinking about how do I feed a hundred people a day for the next nine days, or how do, who's going to sleep in what bed, or how do they, how do, how, do I have enough electricity, or how are we going to have enough water for everybody to take a shower? Uh, you know, all the concerns that come from an administrative position. <laughs> oh no, he has taken over the implementation, at least he consults me on how to implement it. And I am so appreciative of all the help I get from all the soldiers in the army of the Devi Mandir. Uh, but still, I am required to pay some attention. And that's a different padhoti, it's a different puja, it's a different consideration, it's a different focus of my energies and my time when I am administrating an ashram or when I'm a sadhu by myself in a cave in the mountains. <laughs> because in a cave in the mountains, if you don't have the flowers, you just reach into the garden of delight and pull out everything you need. Who's going to bother walking 10 miles to the, to the bazaar and 10 miles back and carrying all the stuff so I can offer it one time and then it's gone? I'd rather reach in and do manas puja. So, Sharanya, as you come deeper and deeper in your love affair and culting that love affair with God and the reality and the intensity of that love affair, it becomes your reality and it becomes the most important thing to you in your life. How do I do the next puja? And I want to share with you, just as an aside, as a tangential evidence, that there was a time when I spent the entire day in worship. And then I would translate for a few hours in the night and then I'd go to sleep and I would dream that I was performing the Chandi Yagya or the Rudra Stadhyayi Yagya or the Rudra uh, 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 Abhishek. And I would wake up in the morning having done puja. Chandi Patam Dibaratrao Kuriya Devadashamshaya. If you do it in the day and the night, you get it 24 hours a day and there wasn't room for a second consideration. Dvitiyam na mamapra. 
There is not a second consideration. So it, it becomes the reality, day and night, and you don't notice the passage of time. It's so exciting. I, got, I woke up, I did Purna Huthi, took a bath, I'm ready for the next puja. <laughs> there were days that Srima and I would start out of tea at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night. We'd end at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> One RT, she was hitting the bell. <laughs> and I was ringing. The bell's ringing for me and my gal. And we were ringing those bells all night long and we got through in the morning and we took a bath and got ready for the next puja. <laughs> no question of being tired, no question of not having enough energy, no question of hunger or thirst or anything else. Just change your clothes, take a bath, change your clothes and get the next puja ready. Shine the utensils and put out the flowers and let's go back to work. Who wants this to end? And that's the bhavana that we want to cultivate. This is not a hobby. It's not an avocation. It's what we want to do as the main goal of our lives. It's what we want to do for life, not for a living, not for a livelihood. I don't want to go out and sell mantras. I don't want to go out and give speeches. I don't want to try to convince people why they should, why they should meditate for 15 minutes a day. Who, why do I have to convince anybody of anything? I just want to live my life and be in love the way I love. And that is with a bell in one hand and a flower in the other. <laughs> the tools of a sadhu. Those are the best instruments that I could use in the implementation of my goals. So, Sharanya, if you can take Hanuman's bhavana, and if you can take his dedication and his devotion and his servicefulness and his intelligence and his cleverness and his strength and his absolute unequivocal, unwavering, unswerving de dedication to the service of Ram, put that into your life, you'll feel the change outside and in. You'll feel the change. You'll notice, you can't help but noticing. Hey, I'm not the same lady I was before I started this. That Hanuman has changed things. I wanted to ask a question about Alad. Yes, please. You said that he was the son of Simika? Yes. So is he Rahu's brother or is he Rahu? No, no, no. Uh, 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 he is uh, Simika Garba Sambutang. Rahu was the, the son of Simika, and Alad was a, a brother to, Ra, uh, to Rahu. Uh, and uh, Alad was the, the uh, uh, cousin of Prahlad, and Prahlad, of course, was the devotee of Vishnu. Actually, Alad is Prahlad's real brother. You're absolutely right, Mom. Real brother. Absolutely, you are right. Uh, 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 what was her name? Um, uh, Hiranyakashipu. Kayadu. Kayadu was the wife of Hiranyakashipu when she gave birth to Allah, that was her first son, and she sent him to Simika and Birendra, the, the, the king of, and queen, the king and queen of Assam, and they were, they raised Allah as their son. So Allah was the older brother to Prahlad. But, and Rahu was born of Simhika. Oh, that's the lineage and the genealogy. And do you remember Amos begat Andy and, and uh, all the begots of the, uh, of the, the New Testament? Uh, there were, there were, uh, they went through a whole lineage of all the begots. I don't remember them all anymore, but I remember Amos and Annie, Andy. <laughs> they, they were from... The, the, the New Testament. <laughs> yes, please. We have a question from a skeptical Nanda. A skeptical Nanda! Neti, neti! <laughs> How true is predictive astrology? 
Many astrologers predicted things for my life, and none of them actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Nanda! <laughs> There's a 50-50 chance that the astrologer will be right. <laughs> and if he's right, he's worth his dakshina. And if he's not, <laughs> sorry I made a mistake. <laughs> there are certain things that I want to predict in your life. I want to predict... What is your, your, your intrinsic nature? What is your bhavana? How is your spiritual life going to unfold? What direction do you want to take? What kind of guru will be the most illustrative and, and give you the greatest example that you will want to follow? That's the kind of astrology that we study in the Devimana. What is your swabhav? What is your swarup? What is your intrinsic nature? What is your bhavana? What is your... What, I don't want to say, oh, you're going to win the lottery, you're going to have three kids, and you, it's, that's all the household stuff. I'm not interested in that. Why would you be? I, you should be interested in what is your eternal life? What are your goals for life? Well, how do you manifest spirituality in your life? Are you a Brahmin? Are you a Kshatriya? Are you a computer programmer? Oh, yes you are. <laughs> well, are you a Vaishya or a Shudra? What, I mean, really, when I look at your life, what is your goal? What is your bob? What is your intrinsic nature? How do you want to make that manifest? These are areas where astrology can be very effective. Will I get married? How many children will I have? What kind of house will I have? Will I be happy? These are things, this is called Chal Dal Puja. Uh, <laughs> Nonsense. No, Chal Dal Puja means like, uh, this is the kind of worship that people do for, for grains and rice. Uh, if you get some dal, you get a scoop of dal, you get a, a, a little bit of rice. And uh, you can eat for the night and that, well, you made your livelihood for the day. That's the quality of a Panchika Pujari. Uh, he gets five coins for his worship. Uh, so he wants to tell you, you'll have household success and you'll have this and you'll have that in your life. It may happen, it may not happen. I'm not there. And I don't know that any of us should be interested or pay attention to that kind of stuff. What we want to know is my eternal soul. Where does it come from? Where is it going? What is my experience of my soul and what, 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 how can I make that manifest most efficiently in this, in this lifetime? What, is the, what are the actions incumbent upon me for this life? where I can make myself into a good partner so I can attract a good partner so we can have a good partnership which acts efficiently, successfully, so that we can reach our goals and what kind of goals do we want to reach? Now these are the issues that astrology deals with. What puja should I do at what time, in what place? How do I worship? How do I make my love for God manifest? These are the issues with which we study astrology. I've had thousands of people, will I win the lottery? You lost already. What are you thinking about the lottery for? You are a loser. Why don't you think about what's the next step for me in my life? How do I increase my asan? How do I increase my pranayam? How do I increase the true wealth of a sadhu? Why am I looking for, how do I get more money and more stuff and so I can get a new wife and a new girlfriend and new, new way of life? And you're not looking to escape. You're looking to run towards and run towards God. And that's what astrology will show you is how do you run towards God, not how do you escape from what you've created already. Who cares? I mean, you know what you've created already. I didn't do anything. Now, why am I not enjoying life? <laughs> I did stupid things and made bad choices. Now, why am I not happy? Well, wait a minute. Do you need an astrologer to tell you that? <laughs> I mean, you're just trying to escape from responsibility. 
That's just an attempt to escape from responsibility. So the function of astrology is to tell us about ourselves, about our capacities, about our talents, about our light, about our experience of the soul, and how can I enhance that experience? Well, who cares about all these worldly deliberations? Uh, can I get a new girlfriend next week? <laughs> can, I, can I fire my wife? <laughs> can I change husbands? This is going nowhere. Wait a minute, why is it going nowhere? You didn't, you didn't start with a plan. It's because that's why it's going nowhere. That's obvious. If you started with a plan and made an agreement to work together efficiently and effectively, then you'd know where you want to go and you'd know how you're getting there and you'd make a commitment to work together to make each other's life better. Not say five years, ten years down the line, oh, out, I want a new one. It's not the partner. It's me. It's my responsibility to be the right partner. It's not my goal to look at my astrology. Will I ever find the right partner? The answer is no, not until you become the right partner. How can you even recognize who's the right partner if you're not the right partner yourself? So all of this predictive astrology is worldly gobbledygook. And who needs it? I, if you're there, then you're not here in the Devi Mundir. The Devi Mundir is about enhancing your spiritual life. And along with that, you may need certain ingredients from the material life, and I'll be more than happy to share what I've learned along the way. And I'll even give you Srini Baba as a mentor, and he can teach you more. How do you organize your finances and your, your business life and your, all your goals and put them into one path to God? Om Sam Saraswati Namaha. Namaste.